Behind the scenes, take two. Hope you've been enjoying the past couple episodes. Um, you know, it's just me. It's solo episode. Um, Greg has been out on vac. He's on vacation or a trip, and he's just partying his life away and didn't want to be with me. <laughs> just playing. Um, he wished he was there. He's really he was really banging himself that uh, you know he couldn't do a show with me this week. So um, yeah, I I just decided to do a behind the scenes thing. It's turned into three episodes now. So um, <laughs> we we I might batch these, give you two all at once. We'll see. Um, so what I'm going to talk about today, we're going to continue the behind the scenes talk about how I run Weaver Space and um, all the behind the scenes stuff that goes on. And today we're going to be talking about really behind the scenes stuff, um, which is the stuff that you, most of you don't see at all, right? It's all the non-facing stuff. It's, you know, my team, it's the tools that I use to do everything that I do. It's the finances, how I run my business. It's the tools that are used for team communication and things of that nature. So let's start with, let's start with the boring stuff. How about that? Um, the legalese behind Weaver Spaces, I own an LLC. Um, I've owned this LLC since 2008. It is Aspect Services LLC. You've probably seen Aspect Services on every single sales invoice that you've had or in the footer of my website and things of that nature. That's me. Um, it's my company. Um, don't want to dive into too much legal advice in terms of why I did an LLC. I have an LLC for flow through, um, in the U S it's for, it's a limited liability company. Um, and essentially it allows tax taxation and, you know, profits flow through to me as an owner personally. Um, but then on the taxes, I file taxes as an S corporation. So, um, if you're curious on all that stuff, check out, um, you know, contact a lawyer or check out actually you know what i was at microconf a couple weeks ago a conference and uh stripe they recently re- uh, announced uh they have a product called atlas that traditionally did helped um people set up c corporations and uh while c corporations are interesting they're not for everybody in every situation so uh, they they recently announced that they're going to allow they're going to be start doing LLCs. So really excited about that. That's really cool. Um, I mean, I already have mine, but it's great for everybody else because um, it really lowers the barrier of entry for um, if you want to get started um, and creating an LLC and all that jazz. Right. So check out Cloud um, Cloud Atlas. I believe they call it Stripe. Um, so just go to stripe.com. I think it's uh, stripe.com slash Atlas, I believe. Um, so yeah, cool stuff. If you want to create an, a business entity, whether or not you're in the U S or outside the U S. So, um, a lot of times they, um, one of their main markets was actually creating, uh, U S business entities for international, uh, users. Um, and they d- actually didn't intend, they thought, you know, people that are in the U S would, wouldn't really use that service, but they have been right. So, uh, you can be inside or outside the U S and create a U.S. based company. Um, and obviously, um, with that, you probably got to do file taxes in the U S and all that jazz for your corporation. So there's a lot of stuff that you need to know and to look into that. I'm not going to dive into here today. Um, but cool, good stuff. So finances, um, you know, obviously my business has a checking account. Um, it has business credit cards. Um, I use PayPal payments pro, uh, for my credit card processing. Uh, I am 
entertaining the fact of using Stripe, uh, most because I I really 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 want to use and support Apple Pay, and uh, Stripe just makes that a lot easier. Um, obviously, uh, later on I'll talk about I'm using Cartloom uh, to process all of that, and um, I can't wait for them to support start supporting uh, Apple Pay, and um, subscriptions would be nicer to have as well to may- maybe offer some su- some subscriptions for some things, and uh, Stripe just makes all of those things a lot easier. Okay. Um, one thing I actually wanted to do in finances that I haven't done is, um, my business doesn't have a savings account right now. So just kind of talking about, um, you know, I'm really opening up here. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, my business doesn't have a savings account. It, it would be nice to, to have a savings account and then, you know, put in some draws, maybe two or three months expenses right now. I, I don't have that kind of, um, capital right now to do that, but that's definitely something I would love, love to do. Um, so yeah, hopefully soon, uh, when we grow up Weaver space and it grows up, uh, we'll be able to do something like that, um, for myself, uh, just to make sure that, you know, we can keep the lights on for many, many months in the future, uh, without having to stress. So that's the boring stuff, finances and creating entities and all that jazz. Um, Let's dive into um, my team, kind of how, how I make all that happen. So um, my team, the people that you probably interface with, um, obviously Rob, who on the last episode uh, handles all my support, I publicly thanked, and we love you, Rob, okay? Um, Tron Sutton, he's still around, right? He, he did support for me every now and then. Uh, he pops in and helps some people out with some tickets and whatnot. So Tron, you're still a part of our hearts. We love you, buddy. Um, and then obviously we have hipster John Hawkins, who right now is uh, probably ca- trying to call me so that we can work on the new Weaver Space website because he is tirelessly working until the witching hour every day to help make this site a reality for everybody. So um, John's awesome. Love him. He's uh, one of my best buds. And lastly, but not least, the big white duck himself, Andrew Tavenor. Um, I love having him aboard. Um, it's just fun having him around. Um, if you guys have ever been on the hangout, he's just a blast to be with. He's funnier than heck. He always hurts himself, always in the hospital. You know, um, I'm pretty sure they have his name plaque on the door now. Um, but <laughs> um, yeah, Tav's just been great. He he developed some amazing stuff, as you guys all know. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm glad to have him aboard. And uh, he just makes everything better for everybody. Now some boring stuff, right? On my finance side, um, this year I've actually, I wanted to try to do, do less of that myself, right? So this year I hired a few new services that I use to, to help me manage, um, my finances. First is bench bench.co. Um, and they are bookkeepers. And so basically what they do is, um, I am not a fan of QuickBooks. I've also used, um, wave apps before, right? Um, wave, if you are just getting started, wave is really cool. It's a web app. Um, and it's completely free. Um, they do make money cause you could do like credit card processing through them and whatnot, but, um, wave is awesome. If, if you are looking for something new, uh, and you don't want to go QuickBooks route waves, pretty nice. Um, I did use them for a couple years. Um, then I, I kind of hired my father to do my bookkeeping and he was comfortable with QuickBooks. So we moved off wave onto QuickBooks and, um, I don't know. I'm, I am just not a QuickBooks guy at all. 
right? So, um, and it was, I was kind of leaning on my, my poor dad to do all of that for me. And so I, I decided to put my big boy pants on and I hired Bench this year. And Bench, um, they're complete online service. Um, but you deal with actual people, right? So um, I can have a call every month with my uh, with my bookkeeper at Bench, um, who was assigned to my account, right? And they auto import all the stuff from my bank accounts and from PayPal and all that jazz, and they reconcile my books for me, right? Um, I don't need to do it; they they do it all automatically. Um, I get an email, I don't know, a couple weeks into the month, and saying, "Hey, your books are ready," um, and then we could schedule a meeting and chat with them if if need be. Right. Uh, a lot of times it's just thumbs up. We're good. Um, so yeah, check out bench. I wish I'd done it years ago. Um, it's for what they give. It's super cheap. Um, but I understand if you're just getting started, something like wave apps or doing, you know, a, a non-recurring expense, um, is good. Uh, but if you can afford it, um, definitely as early as you can get something like bench because it's just going to make your life a hell of a lot easier. Okay. Next up is a service I hired, which actually tightly integrates with Bench. Oh, I should mention, if you are interested in Bench, let me know. Uh, shoot me an email at joe at weavers.space, and um, I can hook you up. And I think like if, if, if I sign you up, like you get two months free, not so do I, or something like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, let me know. If, if you are interested, I can hook it up, and uh, we can both benefit. So that's good. Next is a service called Gusto. And so another painstaking thing about owning a business is payroll. Okay. And, um, in the U S we have to file payroll taxes and all the various paperwork that you have to do with all of that. And I, I tried to have my accountant do it for a couple of years and, um, it was just kind of like always an afterthought, uh, for me and, uh, so much stress uh, I spent over the over the years on payroll and getting all that done, and I just hired Gusto this year, and they do it all for me. Like it is absolutely just amaze balls. Um, it's not quite as high touch as Benches, um, but their system that they do have that's completely automated is really cool. Um, they automatically, um, you know, every month I just go in, I run payroll just by clicking on a few check boxes or buttons and saying, yep, yep, yep. Cause my payroll is pretty much the same every month, right? It takes care of filing. It takes care of withholdings. It takes care of all that stuff. And it takes care of paying the government, um, my estimates and, oh, geez, I wish I had done this years and years ago. Okay. So, um, and similar with Bench, if you are interested in Gusto, let me know. Um, I can refer you and get you a hookup for, I don't know, I think it's a couple months or something like that again. Um, but it, it, they, I can't just give you a link. It has to be like a personal referral. So if you do want um, access and you you know want some um, some uh, a month or two free or whatever they whatever they give, let me know and I can make sure I hook that uh, hook that up with you. So uh, Gusto is really cool. Uh, great, great company for um payment uh, processing or payroll processing, and they integrate uh, really tightly with Bench. So um, the two services really work well together. Next up is my accountant. I do have a CPA um, that I, uh, she files my taxes every year, right? Um, so Bench and Gusto get all those note walls. This will be the first year, 2018, that I kind of have a lot of that stuff done for me. So it'll be interesting to see um, when I do my 2018 taxes, how much easier it is to file my taxes with my accountant because there'll be a lot less work for me to do, uh, which will be nice. 
Um, now this year I do have to say I, uh, a great friend of mine, um, he runs a podcast called, uh, the small business show and Dave Hamilton. And he also runs a Mac geek gab and Mac observer and a bunch of other, um, you know, companies. And he had a podcast, um, show recently, um, that talked about taxes and whatnot. And what I did this year for the first time ever is I just filed an extension. Um, and what that does is a, it's, it's kind of brilliant actually, Dave, I do have to commend you on this one. So instead of trying to, you know, kill myself to get everything filed and done by, well, for businesses, it's March 15th, right? Um, filing extension gives you an extra six months. And not only does it give me extra time to get all my paperwork ready, but when I do work with my CPA, um, she'll have more time to spend with me. And um, it's not going to be so rushed because during tax time, right? Between January to March, my CPA is just bogged down helping out dozens, probably a hundred more plus clients, right? So um, getting personal service from your CPA during that time period just isn't um, doable. So um, yeah, filing extension, I will actually, to be honest, I've been working so hard on Weaver space uh, that I haven't even looked at my taxes for 2017 yet. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm glad that I, I did file extension, obviously for this year, because um, this, this project getting Weaver space done is huge for me. Um, it is my number one priority and, um, even above filing my taxes. So that extension gave me at least six months. So, um, this summer I'll definitely be working with my CPA, hopefully getting a little bit more attention from her. Not quite so rushed. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, next up legalese. Um, so I hired a new lawyer this year as well. Um, and that was another thing I wanted to get off my plate in terms of, you know, helping some, someone help me, you know, creating, a good terms of service and making sure that, you know, I have all of that stuff um, in line. I know GDPR is the big main point. I am not going to talk about GDPR today. Oh my God. I am so sick of it, but you know, making sure that I have all of that um, taken care of. Um, you probably actually know my lawyer. Uh, his name is David Sparks. He is AKA Max Sparky. Um, he is at Max Sparky.com. He also runs a, a um, very popular podcast called uh, Mac power users. And uh, so, yeah, I am looking forward to working with David. Um, I just recently hired him. So I'm looking forward. I love David. I've known him for years, actually. Um, and I just connected the dots when he went solo about six months ago um, from his his law firm or maybe it was a year ago now and just connected the dots of, oh, I need a lawyer. David's a lawyer. Duh. Right. Um, next up is employees. I obviously have me, my wife and um, my children are employees of my company. Right. Yes, I do employ my children. Um, not only uh, because they help me out. Uh, right. My little guys help me out with stuff. Um, my older son, he's starting to get into maybe editing some podcasts and, um, videos for me. Um, maybe we'll get him to help out with some email support pretty soon. I don't know. Who knows? Let's see, uh, where, where life takes us. And, uh, so yeah, uh, that's interesting team communication. It's hundred percent zoom and Slack. Okay. Slack. We have a Slack group. I'm not going to, you probably all know what Slack is, right? Um, Slack is a chat room that we talk, uh, chat all day long, help each other go back and forth with tickets or issues or, you know, just general chit chat. And it's really good to view people face to face since we are hundred percent virtual, the company. Um, so we use zoom every day, all day long to do video chats. Okay. Now I've gone through all the boring stuff 
And now I'm getting into the exciting stuff of what tools do I use to run my business? Because I know that's really, really what you want. And I noticed I'm already 16 minutes in and um, man, I got a huge list of software that I use. Okay. So development side, um, obviously for uh, on development, um, I use GitHub and Bitbucket. Um, some of my, I have some older repositories that I've just been too lazy to move off Bitbucket onto GitHub. I do pay for a, a business GitHub uh, repository so that I can have private repos. So all my stacks, all my product code is all in a private Git repo. Um, I have a Git, I have a team on GitHub so that, you know, people like, like Tav can actually, you know, access all of that um, as well. So um, another reason I, I like Git, GitHub is its issue tracker. Pretty much. Um, you know, I prefer its issue tracker over Bitbucket. Um, I also use a, an app called B uh, from neat.io and uh, it supports GitHub. And I just love that app for managing my um, bugs and feature requests and all that stuff. So um, that's how I, I, you know, those are the tools I use for development side. I also have kind of a homegrown tool called Stake that I've spent total probably six to eight months of time developing. And that's just kind of a, a tool that I use to, you know, release my products and it auto posts to various social networks. It, you know, helps me build my documentation portal and it does all kinds of stuff, right? So automation is key when you're a solopreneur like myself and you have 150 products. Automation is key. Let me say that again. Automation is key. Um, if, if you don't know how to write little programs and scripts to automate your life, um, for mundane things. Um, I, I couldn't do what I do today, um, without automation. So, um, I, my scripting tool of choice is Ruby. I love Ruby. Um, but, uh, yeah, I only use, I don't use rails, not really a rails guy, but Ruby love it for scripting, um, and automation and things of that nature. So yeah, next up is tools that I use for support and testing. Um, I've already kind of gone over Zendesk and how much I love Zendesk. It's an indispensable support tool. Um, if you email support at joeopen.net or or new email address support at weavers.space, um, it goes and generates a ticket into Zendesk. We can then manage that. Um, so yeah, Zendesk is awesome. Uh, other tools I use for testing. Okay. Uh, first is email on acid. Um, I talked about this in our email podcast, but it's just a great way of testing and seeing how your email that you did that you built using the email stacks looks inside every email client out there. Yahoo, Gmail, iPhones, uh, you know, Gmail, Outlook, all versions of Outlook, right? And uh, basically you, you put in the HTML for your email and it will automatically generate uh, previews from every device out there. So you could see how it looks. Really cool. Um, it's it's a little pricey. It's the cheapest of the ones that are out there. There's other tools like um, Litmus and some other ones. And uh, email on Acid is, is probably at least half the price of the other ones. So um, it's good. Um, I, I probably don't... It has a lot of other features like an inspiration gallery and things of that nature that I don't really utilize. Um, it's something I'm going to look into early, uh, later this year so that I can hopefully maybe get a little bit more out of the service since I'm paying for it. Next is browser stack. And that is primarily a way for me to test Internet Explorer, right? Browser stack's really cool. It allows me to open up a web page in any OS, in any browser, in any like tons of different versions. But I primarily use it for Internet Explorer testing. I used to have like a VMware instance or Parallels instance. 
um, that I would fire up Windows and then open up Internet Explorer. And uh, that just got difficult to manage. And um, Browser Stack's awesome. If Now, one thing about Browser Stack, I'll let you let you in on a little secret, okay, is on their pricing page, there is, if you scroll down towards the bottom, there's like freelancer pricing. It's a link for freelancer pricing. And I think it's like 15 bucks a month. And that's what I use. Um, you know, it's hard to justify for, especially for, you know, the common person, uh, some of their other payment plans. Um, but the freelancer package just fit exactly what I need. I don't need it very often. Some months I don't even use it at all. So, um, but when I need it, it's, it's a very good tool. I could fire up. Um, I find it works best in Chrome. I'm more a Safari guy, but I fire up Chrome and cause it has like a little, um, a browser plugin for Chrome that you just click the toolbar, choose your OS and your, your, um, browser. And it automatically goes to that site for you. I don't need to like log into browser stack every time the, uh, the add on in Chrome just does it all for you, which is pretty slick. So I primarily use Chrome for, um, for browser stack, but, um, really cool service. Love it. Um, tools I use for marketing and analytics and things of that nature. Okay. So, um, actually just marketing analytics. I'm going to do separately. Um, so I use Sendy. Um, it is a self-installed, um, email uh, provider. So instead of MailChimp, uh, my current email list is about 25,000. It's between 25 to 30,000 people, somewhere around there. And to manage that many users on MailChimp or any other hosted email service is a lot of money. Um, especially since right now, I'll be honest, I, I, don't, I don't use email marketing good enough um, I don't send out constant, you know, drip campaigns or anything like that much. I do have a few uh, that I talked about in the email episodes, but um, I, I don't do it enough to to warrant um, how much it would cost for me to move to something like Mailchimp or ConvertKit or things of that nature. So um, I use Sendy, it's self-installed. Um, I think it's like sixty bucks, and if you if you're scared about installing it, I think you could pay them and they'll like one hundred and fifty bucks and they'll install it for you or something like that. But um, it just runs on a server. Uh, and, uh, and it has a MySQL database and I, it's just a web app that I use, um, but it's my own, right. And it uses Amazon SES to send out 20,000 emails. It costs me like a dollar or $2 or something like that. Right. It's very little. So it's like nothing. Okay. Uh, next up in my marketing tools is buffer. Um, I use buffer for scheduling of social media posts. And so I can post something once to buffer and then it will automatically post it to uh, Google plus Twitter, Facebook. Um, I think that's it. I think it just posts those three places right now. Right. But it, it's cool. Like I have a Google plus page and I know a lot of you might love Google plus, but I'm not really on there anymore. Um, so, but it's nice for, you know, for those that users that are on Google plus, like they can follow my page and get the updates that way. Right. Um, same thing for Facebook, right? I'm not too active on my business Facebook page personally. Um, if you post any comments there, I will reply to you. Um, but all the posts there, basically we put, we, you know, we schedule them a buffer and buffer will post it to our Weaver space, Facebook page, uh, Weaver space, Twitter, and you know, our Weaver space, um, Google plus page, right? So buffer is a great way to, um, schedule those out, um, and automatically post to multiple locations, um, at once. I talked about ConvertFox. Um, I haven't started using it yet. Um, it's something that I'm, I'm definitely, I want to do uh, to help me build more sales funnels and things of that nature. Um, SparkChart, that is a uh, interesting service that I subscribed to last year that I haven't leveraged yet. Okay. Um, but it's a, it's a 
questionnaire form, right? So it's um, when I'm ready to start asking you guys about for help and, you know, um, doing like forms, I could use Google forms, right? Um, and that's obviously free, but um, spark chart looked like an interesting thing for me to, to ask you questions and n- it not be a Google form. So um, yeah, not being a Google form is good for me. Um, next up, tools is zoom. I already talked about zoom quite a bit. Um, video online video chat, use it for team communication as well as hangouts. Uh, and you'll be using it more for webinars going forward. So zoom is a great, great tool, um, to use relay. That is a, um, kind of like a, a popular thing out there is called Canva. Um, but relay, that's kind of a competitor, kind of the underdog, but, um, I, I got a lifetime, a lifetime subscription to that. And it's a, a interesting service that lets you create images that are that will automatically size themselves for the social media platform that you are you know targeting right so it's an online image creation tool that has pre-made like you know layouts and very cool things like infographics and things of that nature it's really cool and then it'll auto export like if you're posting it to facebook it knows exactly what image size is good for facebook and what's best for instagram and what's best for uh twitter and things of that nature so um really that's really good for that stuff um next up is tubebuddy um tubebuddy is a service that ties into youtube and it's essentially a really powerful YouTube channel manager. And um, I just recently got it. So I don't, I don't, not an expert at it yet, but uh, I definitely want to grow my YouTube platform, um, my channel so that it's, it's easier to find things and that um, it just, it, it just be nicer. So I think uh, TubeBuddy will help me grow my YouTube channel um, and make it nicer uh, for you as the user to make sure I know what you're listening um, to, how long you're listening to videos and things of that nature so that I can improve and make better videos for you. Okay. Now, a couple um, services that I'm contemplating, uh, one is called Edgar and another one is called Post Planner. And there's kind of similar to Buffer in that, but the only thing is like with Edgar and Post, post planner, I can create a bucket of social media posts and then it'll just randomly like pick, uh, you know, things out of these buckets and post them to social media. Right. So buffer, I have to explicitly schedule things out. And if you have to explicitly do something, a lot of times it just won't work. But if I can make a bucket of 200 social media posts that it will just randomly choose from and post, then, um, chances are I'm going to do it more. So looking at Edgar and post planner, um, I'm not sure what the, what the, you know, oranges and apples are of those two, but, um, they're on my list of things to evaluate for this year to see, um, if they can help me. Um, be better at interacting with you guys and, and, and posting things that you would find interesting. Okay. Um, next up is some design tools. Um, so obviously rapid weaver, um, I'm not going to dive into rapid weaver and all the products and stacks into there. You know that we use rapid weaver. Um, but a couple of services that I supply to are actually Adobe. So Typekit and Adobe stock, um, Typekit, if you want great fonts at a great price, uh, Typekit is really hard to beat. I think it's like forty bucks a year, um, and or something like that. And uh, it's just a great value. Uh, you have access to some really great fonts. Um, it's fast, um, so I, I really recommend Typekit. Um, now, on my new Weaver Space design, I'm actually going to be using um, Typography.com. I I purchased a a very very cool font that I'm excited about um, that I'm going to be able to use and licensed 
that font on Weaver Space. So I'm really excited about that. So check out, wait for that new, awesome, beautiful font that you're going to be seeing on Weaver Space. And um, that's brought to you by Hoffler and Company, which is typography.com. Um, a lot more expensive than Typekit, but um, I think for the value, Typekit is the best um, online font foundry out there. So, um, or online font service, I should say. Um, then Adobe Stock, um, we've talked about this in the images episode. There's a lot of great stock services out there, but I just, uh, Adobe Stock just has great quality stuff. Um, so I pay 30 bucks a month and I get 10 downloads a month and they cure. So, you know, they build up. So if I don't use all 10, you know, they, they roll over to the next month. So that's great. Uh, financial services. Um, I kind of talked about this already, uh, bench. PayPal, I talked about we use that for payment processing. Gusto is my payroll processor. And Cartloom. Cartloom is my shopping my shopping cart software. And I couldn't be online and do sales without Cartloom. Um, I'll just be frank with you. I, I, I probably wouldn't even be around and have an online store if it weren't for Cartloom. So um, I remember back in the day, back in 2009, Mike uh, uh, Ibedra emailed me and was like, yo, dude, I, I have this new thing called Cartloom. Would you want to be a beta tester for it? And um, at the same time, Isaiah of your head was saying, dude, you should start selling your stacks. They're pretty cool. And I just put one-on-one together. Hey, Isaiah thinks I should sell this stuff. Mike's got this beta thing. I should test out the shopping cart software. Let's give it a go. And um, almost 10 years later, I'm still going at it. So um, major props to Cartloom. I love it. It's a great service. Um, if you need shopping cart software, um, Cartloom handles all the headaches for you. So it's really good stuff. Um, so check out Cartloom. Um, I'm excited about it. Um, next up, hosting. So where where is Weaver Space hosted? What do we do? Um, so I've been on DreamHost for years. Um, it was uh, since the early 2000s, probably. And um, so I, I kind of have my all my domains hosted at DreamHost. Um, they're a nice service. Uh, I, th- I think they have good fair pricing. I think I pay for like my VPS. I pay like $100 a year or something like that. Um, and I primarily use that ho- that host as like my test ground, right? So that's like my test host. I, I run um, all my test sites on it. And I it's just my my utility server that I use. I then host my own servers uh, using DigitalOcean. Now, I have three servers with DigitalOcean. I have one in San Francisco, and then I have two of them in New York um, in different data centers. So um, I think it's very important. I geographically, I have, I can geographically uh, move my website from ones from New York to San Francisco if need be. Um, so I do this strategically so that if anything happens in San Francisco, I can fail my site over to New York. By default, my all my sites run off in New York, okay? All my New York servers because half my customer base is in Europe. Um, so I want to make sure that th- there is the least possible, you know, physical distance uh, from them, right? So um, I have my New York servers run uh, JoeWorkman.net and Weaver Space websites um, as well as, you know, foundationstacks.com and totalcms.com, all those, sa- all those sites, right? Those run off my New York servers. And again, I purposely chose New York. So that was, it was still in the US, but as close as possible to uh, Europe um, so that we don't have any sort of issues uh, geographically. Okay. But if let's say 
um, you know, something happened to the data center in New York or there's a power outage in New York, um, I can fail my sites over just by switching DNS um, of my domains over to my San Francisco servers and I can fully run my all my websites from there as well. So um, that's why I have multiple hosts in multiple geographic locations so that I can quickly um, fail over those hosts if need be, right? Always, you know, data centers, you probably get emails from your host. We have some scheduled outage at this time. What I do is I just make sure that if um, my New York host has a scheduled outage, um, if it's going to be for any length of time, I'll just fail that over to San Francisco the day before. And when everything's done, I'll fail it back over to New York. And uh, you as the users never see that. Hopefully you never see any issues. Uh, But um, yeah, I just want to make sure that since these sites are running my livelihood and my business, that um, I protect myself uh, by doing that. So now my San Francisco server, I have things like, um, you know, my Sendy, my email server, um, that runs off my San Francisco server. I run a, my own analytics package called Matomo, uh, formerly Pwik, and instead of Google Analytics, and all of that runs off my San Francisco server as well. So all of those stats and all the databases for that stuff um, all reside in my San Francisco server. So that's my hosting companies. Um, some other services I use, obviously YouTube is a video service. I use YouTube for video hosting. Um, I've tried many over the years. Actually, I still have some videos on Vimeo and Wistia. And um, I used to be exclusive, exclusively on Vimeo. And the reason I moved off was YouTube is the number two search engine in the world. And if you're not on YouTube, then you're not being found. And so I wanted to move all of my videos over to YouTube. And for a while, I was doing both YouTube and Vimeo because I thought Vimeo's player was a lot better. Um, but YouTube's really improved their player a lot. Um, I really, really like it. I think they've done a nice job of it. Um, you know, they, they have a lot of customizations that you can add to the player to make, turn off some of the annoying things like the, the thumbnails at the end and the stuff like that. So, um, I'm going all in with YouTube. I'm, I'm going, you know, I'm focusing on my YouTube channel more this year to make that and grow that, um, as a, you know, obviously a video platform. So. YouTube's great. Uh, Wistia, um, I still have some videos on Wistia. I have to pay for Wistia every month. Um, and pretty soon I'm going to move everything off of Wistia and stop paying for it. Um, Wistia has a really beautiful player. It really is top notch. Um, and they have great, great, great analytics about their videos. Um, but it's expensive and, um, I really don't need to be spending money on it. Um, if I don't have to, um, I'm just going to go all in with YouTube. Um, Vimeo is nice. It's a nice alternative. They have a pro package as well that lets you even do more customizations and removing the branding and all that jazz. So um, if you want to go with Vimeo, I think that's a good solution. Um, Their pro thing, I think it's like 60 bucks a year. Um, I think I even still pay for that. Um, But yeah, I'm going, I'm going all in with YouTube. I think their, um, their players decent. And if you want to take, be taken seriously and people find you, um, you got to be on YouTube. Um, So that's that. Next up, this podcast, weaverradio.com. Um, we host this on Transistor. It's a new startup by a good fr- new friend of mine, Justin Jackson. And um, yeah, he started this a few months ago and asked me if I wanted early access. So transistor.fm, 
it's a really great podcasting platform. Um, I like it a lot. Um, it's interface. Everything about it is just really nice and top notch. Um, so yeah, it's kind of transparent. You don't really see it, but even the weaverradio.com is hosted by transistor.fm. So, um, they create the entire website for you, um, in their backend. So I don't have to worry about it. So, um, it's nice transistor.fm. It's a really good service. And lastly for hosting is Amazon. So Amazon S3, all of my digital downloads for all of my products, um, they're all zip files and they're all hosted on Amazon S3. Also, if you get auto updates from any of my products for any version, all of those Sparkle updates are all hosted on Amazon S3 as well. So um, I do use Amazon uh, for what I use it for. It's pretty cheap. I know eventually um, it might get expensive, but I think... um, you know, we're getting into if I 10 X business or something like that, or even more. But uh, right now, Amazon is working well for me. It only costs me like 20 bucks a month uh, for, you know, all the stuff that I host and serve off of S3. Okay. Uh, Analytics. I kind of mentioned this briefly. Um, I run a service called Matomo and it's formerly called Pewick. They just renamed it uh, a couple months ago, actually. And um, yeah, I just, I wanted to get off Google Analytics. I don't know. It just the interface for Google. A the Google the interface for Google Analytics is kind of confusing. I can never find the reports that I wanted or the data that I needed. And Pewick or Matomo is just easy. The interface is nice. Um, it's simple. Um, it gives me everything that I need. Plus, I own all the data. Right. Um, it's not on Google server. Um, I'm tired of renting space of other services. I, I really do prefer running my own stuff. Um, now, um, I've been running business for about 10 years now and, um, you know, I'm technical enough that I can install and manage all this stuff. And I, I really do enjoy running it and knowing that if, you know, Google isn't going to change analytics and screw me, right. Um, Matomo is there. Um, they supply routine updates. It is open source. Uh, and they have paid plugins, which is how they make money, right? And um, they have some nice plugins. I haven't, I haven't jumped the gun and bought any of them yet. They're the ones that I like are kind of pricey. Uh, but you know, maybe one day I'll, I'll jump in on the bandwagon and, and get some of the nice plugins. Like they have a, a thing of video analytics one that looks kind of cool, and I like to play around with that, see how that works out. A service that I'm looking at for more business-related analytics, um, and I want to do that with with Matomo actually, is is get more into like the the e-commerce conversion goals and things of that nature, right? I mean, Google Analytics has that stuff, but I'd love to get more of that data to get more business-related metrics, not just uh, you know metrics on you know what browsers people are using. Well, that, that stuff's important. You know how many referrers I have. The, the traditional website analytics stuff. I really need more business. I want to get more business metrics so that I can really get to know um, the trends in the business so that I can improve things and make things better. So I, I am looking at a service called Bear Metrics. Um, they have some really beautiful um, graphs and reporting. They're primarily for SaaS applications though, and um, I need to talk to them to see if if it will make a service like theirs would make sense for me. Um, but before I do any of that, I think I'm, I need to make sure that I I try Matomo first, um, since it has all kinds of e-commerce goals and reportings and things of that nature, just like Google Analytics does. Um, but I, I would be excited to see that information to see how I could um, use that data to improve things for for you and uh, for Weaver Space. 
Um, so yeah. Oh, last, oh, last thing on my list was finances, but I already kind of went over that. Um, Stripe, PayPal, Cartloom. So yeah, that was kind of exhausted, exhaustive. I am, I really need a glass of water right now. <laughs> I hope you found this useful guys. Um, I don't know if you maybe you found it interesting. Maybe it was just completely boring. Um, I know a lot of you, you know, people love hearing about tools and stuff, and this isn't really apps. This is like business related tools and stuff that I'm using for, to grow my business, but hopefully you get a little bit out of it. And, um, I appreciate it. Um, I'd love to hear any feedback. If you have any feedback specific to me about Weaver space, shoot me up an email at joe at weavers.space else. If you just want feedback about the podcast or ideas or questions that you'd like us to answer on the podcast, shoot us an email at feedback at weaverradio.com. You can always catch me on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook on Joe Workman. Maybe not Facebook. I'm always on Twitter. Let's just get real. Um, Joe Workman there. And I'm on Weaver Space. You can hit me up there and uh, I'm there all day long. It's my squirrel. It's my place that I go and hang out with my peeps, with my users, with you. I love hanging out with you guys. And um, so yeah, if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, I would love it. Uh, Head over to iTunes, search for Weaver Radio. Give us a rating. Let everybody else know that you love us and uh, so they can give us a listen as well. And we can get more users, grow the community, because uh, that's really the end goal is to uh, a rising tide raises all boats or whatever that saying is that I said earlier, right? So thank you very much, everybody. I am going to go get a glass of water, maybe a cup of coffee, give me some energy. And uh, hopefully I will see some of you tomorrow at the Hangout of Fridays. Okay, I'm not sure what day you're listening to this. Head over community.weavers.space and um, there is a calendar there with all of the schedule for the hangouts. Uh, they normally are on Fridays at 1.30 p.m. Pacific. And uh, yeah, I will talk to you guys later. Thank you very much, everybody. I hope you enjoyed these three episodes. Next, next episode, I know you've missed Greg. He will be back and uh, we will get back to our regular programming and it won't just be me talking your ear off. So we'll see you guys later. Take care. I love you. Bye.